LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the One Ministry Question Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Atkins, and today I'm here with Dan Eiton. Hey, hey. Uh, and Dan, this is the time of year where we start to take stock of where we are and <laughs> yeah. where we aren't. Um, yes. So what question, what question are we talking about today? Yeah, today's question is how do you adapt your budget when you're either way above expectations or probably more realistically way below expectations? Um, you know, I think with COVID still lingering out there and everything else going on, um, you know, I think sometimes our budgets may not have been realistic. Um, so how do we adapt when you know that we've got fixed costs and variable costs and all those sorts of things? How can we make sure that we are resourcing our church well uh, and stewarding those monies well? Well, I mean, you know, what's really interesting is if you go back and if I go back and I look at um, some of the most downloaded resources that I had during COVID, it was around contingency planning. That was um, budget planning, um, as well as, uh, ministry areas and ministry operations. But, you know, the, the interesting thing that we've got here is looking at an, a uncertain economic time, even with, you know, COVID being, um, minimalized in most areas, you still have inflation. So now it's like, Oh, I'm worried about my budget for a completely different reason. Yep. Um, you know, I may have made it through COVID just fine because people kind of gave uh, in the same way they did. And at least my givers still gave. And and so, you know, my, maybe my budget didn't hit as, as hard as I thought it might. Now yeah. we're, we're seeing two things. We're being squeezed. The mm-hmm. squeeze is um, we have rising costs that are going up from, you know, keeping the lights and air on uh, to any types of supplies, materials, whatever that we use week to week, as well as our givers, our our people in our church that are giving are being squeezed themselves. And so, you know, there's a potential here that we might need to have a contingency plan in place. Um, So, you know, when considering uh, a contingency plan, what you're really doing is doing some of the hard work now to ensure that you have, you know, continuity of ministry operations and financial stability. So you don't find your, your yourself in a, in a rough spot um, down the road. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just, I think all of us are feeling that squeeze right now as at the time of recording this podcast, gas is over $4. I've never paid that much for gas in my life. Um, so yeah, we're all feeling that squeeze. I mean, I think one of the first things, you know, from, from my perspective that we need to be doing with our budgets is to really analyze what is our fixed costs. Um, you know, what do we know is going to be there? Um, you know, month to month that we have to pay for, you know, salaries, rent or mortgages, um, you know, things like that, that we, that are ministry essential that we've got to do and then kind of figure out what is variable. What are some of the things that could be changed around from our church. Um, but I feel like that variable cost, I, you know, I felt this, uh, being an executive pastor of a church, um, some of those variable costs feel like fixed costs. Um, you know, how do you best determine what is a variable cost, Todd? Well, okay. So let's do a, a, a brief lesson because, um, 
you know, a lot of us didn't get fixed costs and variable costs in, <laughs> in seminary. <laughs> um, and it's what it sounds like. I mean, one is fixed and doesn't really move or moves minimally. And then one is variable. It, it changes from month to month. And sometimes those things are seen as being expendable. Now, it just because it's a variable cost doesn't mean it's expendable. There's some es- essential to ministry that um, your church or your area of ministry is going to incur. So, um, Dan, in your uh, previous life, at one point in time at a church, you were over missions and you sent like 40 some mission teams out a year. Mm-hmm there would be a lot of variable costs there in travel this year. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Um, with, with rising costs of, of, uh, with rising travel costs, which is the bulk cost of a mission trip. So yep. that's something that if I was a missions pastor, I would be really, you know, kind of concerned about, um, keeping my eye on maybe potentially having some, some planning around. So, um, I think it goes, for any church, uh, uh, sorry, the overall church or any ministry of the church, just again, you're trying to do the least amount of disruption to normal ministry activity, um, as possible. So sometimes this is, you know, uh, following a, a natural disaster, or other main event, a major event. And sometimes it's just out of, uh, looking ahead and saying, Hey, inflation is increasing. We may, uh, need to to do some planning here. It's not out of a, a fear or lack of faith. It's a stewardship issue. Yep. Um, and that's why we need to address it. When you're looking at um, your costs, what you want to do when you're when you're budgeting, you have the opportunity to do a a line item, you know, budget. And most people will take what they spent last year and you know, kind of either increase or decrease that this year, um, odds are you've already done your budget. So what do I do now? Well, if you haven't done zero-based budgeting before, now might be a good time to use a zero-based budget process even mid-year. Normally, you would do that at the end of the year and you would say, okay, we're going to start from zero. Everything has to pull its own weight. And we're going to build the budget up from there rather than take last year's budget and move it forward. In like manner, I think it might actually be healthy to apply a zero-based budget process to where you currently are for contingency. Mm-hmm. Um, it may sound like you know completely different things, but if you do that now, you're going to be better in better shape going into the fall. And you'll make sure that the things that um, need to be funded are funded. Uh, next year, but also this year. So uh, are you following me or does it sound like I'm talking a bunch of financial gobbledygook, Dan? (laughs) No, I mean, I think, I think I'm following you of like, you know, sometimes we do have to start back at square one to really analyze where things are, you know, so much, so much of my budgeting in the past was just, all right, let's look at last year. I'm going to add a little bit for some of this church management software. I'm sure they're going to charge me a little bit more, but I think kind of starting back at zero for so many of these, so many major ministry areas. Um, it also kind of helps you strategically think about where you're, where you're spending your money and how that maybe fits into your vision or strategy, uh, for reaching, you know, your community around you. So I think some, doing that is, is a good thing, especially for those contingency purposes. 
So, so really, if I'm giving you kind of a process to go back and look, it would be, okay, let's talk about your cash flow. Let's talk about your uncommitted reserves and let's talk about your budgeted expenses. So you can't do budgeted revenue. You have to do your cash flow. So that is what you currently have um, this year coming in. Um, and, you know, a line from last year at the same time, kind of, uh, overlaying that on a chart so you can see where it's trending. Um, the same thing is true of your budgeted expenses. What was last year and what's trending, you know, it doesn't matter if you're on budget, uh, or it does matter, but you know what I'm saying? It's not about, um, holding to that line. It's more of figuring out the trend line and those, um, what's coming in and what's going out. Yep. in order to be able to have this conversation well, because you need kind of a target of, of what you're looking for. If you're trying to reduce, you know, by 10% or 15% or whatever, and that's going to give you a really, really good idea right off the bat of, Hey, this is kind of what I need to do. Um, you don't just want to say, Oh, you know, uh, I heard that, you know, we're up 7% inflation this year over last year. So I want to find 7%. No, yep. because you're giving maybe up, um, or your expenses may be up or down or whatever. So just, you know, kind of keep those in mind. Those are great places to start. Look at your cash flow. look at your uncommitted reserves and look at your budgeted expenses. Um, and you'll start to, um, figure out where you are. So let me ask this question. I know this was an issue, you know, that I experienced, um, previously was trying to figure out what to do in terms of a reserve fund. Do you budget that in? And is that something that you cut when you are facing, you know, budget issues, um, that you're not, you're not making as much revenue as you're expending on a given month. Is that an area to cut from is, Hey, I've saved, I've put aside in my budget that we're going to try and put X amount of dollars per month away for reserve for that rainy day. Um, is now the rainy day, um, given this, or should we be, you know, continuing to set that money aside? Does that so, make sense? Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, that money that is set aside is for one of two things, either something that is very strategic in the life of your church. So it's like, Hey, we have been you know, saving this, putting this over. And now we have a major initiative that aligns with our vision. Everybody understands why we're doing this, why it's important. And, you know, instead of doing a capital campaign, we already have this much money, you know, set aside. That's one way for big strategic initiatives or big, you know, needs that, it, uh, that, are, that are felt by the whole congregation and clearly align with the vision. The other is for perhaps times like this, where we say, you know what, we don't want to dip into our reserves, uh, but we may have to. But I would say first, instead of taking that almost lazy way out, um, it would be, let me see what I can do from a contingency perspective for this time because it, it could get, you know, it could get a lot worse or we could mm -hmm. have an emergency happen where, um, you know, the AC unit goes out and it costs X, Y, Z to, to prepare it or, or some other major incident in the life of a church where it's like, we have to replace the roof unexpectedly, um, or whatever it is. That's kind of what that is, is there for not necessarily, 
keeping your current ministry operations going when giving's a little down uh, or we're off by 15%. No, you need to go in and find the 15%. It's when something catastrophic happens and an unexpected uh, event occurs or we find ourselves in a really bad spot over the course of time where our giving has kind of trended way, way down and we need some type of revitalization to happen. And we're going to go ahead and, you know, spend that money on new vision and, and, and revitalization. But that should be, that should never be honestly (laughs) really bad leadership that somebody else did. Uh, and now you're having to pick up the pieces. Yep. No, that's good. Um, this, these are hard issues to deal with right now and a lot of uncertainty in the world with, you know, continuing inflation and all that. But I feel like we just need to continually have our eyes on that budget, um, where we can, you know, be assessing, are there areas that we can, you know, cut back from that are not going to make major impacts to our ministry? Um, you know, really, really looking through what are those fixed and variable costs, you know, for your church. So last thing I would say is, you know, you've often heard the line culture eats strategy for breakfast. And I would say, yeah, that's true, but it gets its appetite from purpose. Mm. So during this conversation, one of the best things that you can do is bring it back to the purpose of the church. And I don't mean just a straight purpose driven. Here's the five. And um, all of our ministries somehow tie into the five. So they're all valid. No, no. It is what is the ultimate purpose of the church? Make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And, you know, we can break that up into age ranges and, and, and all that. But it would be, hey, does this fit the purpose of the local church? How does it align with our vision and strategy that we've already set forth? And then finally, at the end of the day, I'm sorry, but when we're, we're talking about something like this, there's a lot of great ideas out there, but eventually you have to measure the results. You, no matter how beautiful the idea is, you have to take a look at the results. <laughs> yep. And so um, we look at results. So those, those kind of you know, three things, give it a score on purpose and alignment with strategy and vision and results. Uh, and that will tell you again, hey, feed what's feeding your church, you know, um, and it's a great opportunity anytime you have times like this to starve things that may be um, not out of a, uh, that may be out of alignment, even if it is quote unquote successful, <laughs> it's seen as successful. Yep. But it's not, you know, in alignment with your church in his grip golf ministry um, that you can call evangelism and 30 guys participate in. If you're subsidizing that in some way may not be, the best use of your funds at this time. Um, and we can talk about, you know, how to deal with difficult people or change management or, or something uh, sometime as well, because a lot of this is, is going to effectively be boiled down to leading people. Yep. Well, hey, thank you so much for listening in today. We hope this conversation has been helpful for you. Um, we hope that you'll join us here again on future episodes of the One Ministry Question podcast. 